Hello dear Kingdom Women, I'll be speaking on the concept of holiness for believers. So that's the concept of holiness for believers. Now this topic is a very sensitive one. It's a topic where a lot of people might not really want to touch on, uh, especially in this time and age that we're living, but it's something that is so important to us, our identity as believers and you know to be in a kingdom you have to learn the culture of the kingdom how to do things in that kingdom how things are done and that is why we are talking about this um, the concept of holiness for believers now a concept is something that is a principle it's a broad principle uh, or let's say it's a guiding principle towards something so it's a guiding principle on how a person should behave in a culture or in a country or in a town you know so that's that's what a concept is so it means that for every um, kingdom or culture there's a guiding principle there's a way things are done okay and also this includes the kingdom of God there's a way things are done in the kingdom of God and um, this scripture really shows it um, Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 it says no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other, you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So what it's saying here is that you cannot be devoted to two kingdoms. You will like one and you will hate the other. You will love one, you will hate the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't be in a war and you're in the two teams. It's not possible. You have to devote all of you to a particular side. So that is what this verse is saying. You can't be in two kingdoms. You have to be in one. And now that as believers, we have said that we're in the kingdom of God. God is our father. That means we have to learn the way God does his things. Okay. It's just like getting into a new organization. So let's say you're an accountant. You're, you're very good at what you do. But once you get into this new organization, you have to learn the way they do things here. So you don't come and say, oh, this is the way I do things. No. You have to leave whatever you know, okay? They need your skills, yes. But you have to leave the concept from where you're coming from, the company you're coming from, and settle into this new organization. You see the way they do things, and you follow suit, okay? And so this scripture in Romans chapter 12, we know it a lot, Romans chapter 12. So it tells us, Romans chapter 12 verse 1, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. I'm reading from the NLC version. So what the scripture is saying is that now that you have said that you're a believer, you've professed Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's something you need to do. It says you need to give your bodies to God. You need to give all of you to God. It says, let your body be a living and holy sacrifice. It didn't just stop at a living sacrifice. And I love scripture because very, it explains things detailed, you know, in a detailed way. It says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And this scripture made me just, you know, remember Genesis, Cain and Abel. Okay, and, you know, maybe we should just go there for a bit. So Genesis chapter 5, verse 3. So it says that, um, uh, okay, let's, let's go to, okay, is it Genesis chapter 5? 
All right, so it's Genesis chapter 4. So Genesis chapter 4, verse um, verse 3. Let's start from verse 3 or verse 2. So it says that later she gave birth to his brother named Abel. Or let's just start from verse 1. So now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve and she became pregnant. She gave birth to Cain. She said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd and Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lamb from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Okay, so God came and said, why are you angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted, note, you will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue and be its master. So they both brought sacrifices. They both came and said, you know, God, you're our Lord. We bring ourselves to you as living sacrifices. But one sacrifice was holy, and that is why it was acceptable to God. And that was Abel's sacrifice. So God was telling Cain here that it's not just about saying I'm your father. It's not just about saying you're coming to church. It's not just about saying you're bringing me a sacrifice, bringing yourself as a sacrifice. I have to see it in your thoughts. I have to see it in your deeds. I have to see it in your speech, the way you dress, the way you talk, what you do in your business. I have to see it that really you are holy. I have to see that really you are acceptable to me. And that is why God told Cain that if you do what is right, you will be accepted. He says, but watch out if you refuse to do what is right. Sin is crouching at the door. And so that is why in Romans chapter 12, he says that present yourself as a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. Glory to God. And so scripture is so beautiful because it's so linked, you know, and so we can learn from scripture. And so we go to that Romans chapter 2. So how can we make ourselves acceptable, holy and acceptable to God? Verse 2 tells us, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So you are in the world, but you're not of the world. You're from the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of the world. So you cannot copy the behavior and the custom of this world. Then he goes ahead and says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So scripture is telling us now that it's not going to be easy. God has to change the way you think so that you do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. He says, then you will learn to know God's will for you. Then you will learn the kingdom culture of holiness, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see? Light, <laughs> light is not announced to darkness. Light makes an entrance. Light is seen. Light is seen. So in him was life and that life was light and the darkness could not extinguish it. Light doesn't get into a place and say, oh, I'm here, I'm light. No, light gets into a place. It makes an entrance, like a grand entrance. Okay, and so that's why scripture also says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you're the light of the world. It didn't say the light of the word, 
the world. That world, you're not supposed to copy the custom and behavior. You are the light bringing, you're the light, okay, to that darkness. Yes, you are the light. And then it says, like a city on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. So when you copy the customs and behavior of the world, what you're doing is that you're taking your light and you're putting it under a basket. That is what you're doing. Okay, so you have to understand that you're representing somebody here. It says, instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Then it says, so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So it's not that so everybody will praise you. The praise goes back to God. You're representing God. You're representing his kingdom. You're representing him. So you are the light of the world. You cannot copy the custom and behavior of the world. You are setting an example to the world. So you cannot copy their behavior and custom of the world. So we're talking about the concept of holiness for a believer. And so I'm just going to go into some steps, a few steps for us to, you know, live a life of holiness as a believer. There are things we know, but there are things we just need to reaffirm to ourselves. The first thing is you need to consecrate yourself to God. You need to consecrate yourself to God, okay? And, you know, the first um, step in consecration is to give your life to Christ, okay? So if you're listening to this right now and you haven't given your life to Christ, give your life to Christ. Confess as your Savior. Open your mouth and say you know that he died for your sins and rose up on the third day. You accept him as your Savior and your Lord. You know he died for your sins, accept Jesus because everything I'm saying here, you, you wouldn't flow with it if you're not a believer. You have to be a believer to understand this kingdom culture. So you have to give your life to Christ. Number two, still under consecration, make God not just your savior, but your Lord. So when somebody is your Lord, you do what he tells you to do. You're under his leadership. He's your head. God is your head. God is your head because when God leads you, it's not going to be the same way the world leads. It's going to be very different. So that's why you need to consecrate yourself. And that takes me to 2 Timothy chapter 2, talking about um, the vessels of honor and, dis um, and, and dishonor. So 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 says, In a large house there are articles of not just gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. <laughs> and I love the fact that it says in a large house, these articles were in the same house. So we can look at it that these people were in the church. So they were, they were all in the church, the gold, the silver, the wood, and the clay. All said, you know, we're Christians, you know, we all go to church. But there was a difference. The Bible says that some are used for special purposes and some for common use. It says, but those... Who cleanse themselves from the latter, meaning that those who cleanse themselves from things that are impure, from things of the world, the custom, the behavior of the world, by letting God transform the way they think, will be instruments for special purposes. They will be made holy. They will not just be living sacrifices, they will be holy sacrifices. Why? Because they need to be used by the master. And prepared to do any good work. 
If you are not a living and a holy sacrifice, you cannot be used by God. It's, it's a very a huge statement to swallow, but you need to get it. That's it. You cannot be used by God if you are not holy and acceptable unto him. And that was why he told Cain, if you do what you're meant to do, you'll be accepted. It's not just about bringing the sacrifice. I see your heart. I see what you do. I see your deeds. I see your thoughts. I see what you say. I see how you dress. Your body is the king, is the, is the temple of God. But I see what you're putting on your body. I see what you're doing with your body. Praise God. So, number one, consecrate yourself. We've talked about giving your life to Christ. Make him your savior not uh, and, and, and your Lord. Yes. And the second one, after consecrate yourself... Number two, you have to let yourself know and let your mind know uh, that you're not permitted to do all things. You're not permitted to do all things. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. The concept of holiness for believers. You're not permitted to do all things. You can do all things, but you're not permitted to do it. And this is different from the scripture that says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That is different from that from that particular scripture. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 23. It says, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Verse 24. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. Now, this scripture has a lot to, you know, I don't want to go deep into this. But let me just stay with verse 23 and 24. Now, the first thing is saying that you're, you're allowed to do everything okay, but not everything is good for you. Not everything uh, shows that you're a Christian. So, the things that have been legalized, okay, you can do this. The things that are sold in, in stores that women use, uh, permit me to say this. So, so people are, it's being sold, people buy sex toys, you know, and it's there, it's legal, people buy it. But you're not permitted to do that because it's a sin. As a believer, you're not permitted to do that. What do you put on your WhatsApp status? It's not permitted as a believer. Yes, you can do it, but it's not permitted. So that is where it comes from. When you see God as your Lord, you obey what he says. And then it says, not everything is beneficial. And I have to mention verse 24 because it also says, it's not just about you, but people are looking to you. People are looking up to you. Now, some people will say, but God looks at the hearts. I don't want to be an hypocrite. Uh, you know, God looks at, it's not about being a hypocrite. It's about the kingdom culture. And when you begin to love God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your might, your desires become the desires of God. So it's a nature for you. So it's a nature. Holiness becomes your nature. It becomes your nature. So what if you put something on your WhatsApp status and you feel, oh, you know, it's not, it's not, it's okay to me. I don't say anything wrong with you. But somebody watches that status and commits a sin. So it's not just about you. Lives are, are connected to you, to every decision you make. But let's talk about ourselves for a moment. Okay. You're representing a kingdom. You're representing a kingdom. So you can say it's legalized. The law has affirmed it's legalized. I can do it. But you're not permitted to do it because this is the kingdom of God. Okay. 
And I like to know verse, verse 26. It says, for, and people will say, for the earth is the Lord's and everything is in it. So people can even quote scripture that are, but scripture says this, that the earth is the Lord's. So that means I can do what I want to do. God's grace is there, you know. But no, you're not permitted to do everything. You're not permitted. Some things in this world are the customs and behavior of the world. And you're not permitted to do such. Let God change the way you think. Let God change your desires. Then you will do things that are good, pleasing, and perfect. So the first thing is you have to consecrate yourself to God. The second thing is that you have to know that you're not permitted to do all things. You're not permitted. And like I said, it becomes your nature as a believer. Once you begin to grow you know, more in God, it won't be difficult for you. You might be looking hard, like, oh, how would I let go of this thing? How would I let go of that? But like I said, once you grow, you continue growing in God. You let go of it. You will forget. I remember, you know, after a while, there were some songs that I used to sing, you know. And after I gave my life to Christ, I would still sing some of those songs, right? And, you know, it was still okay to me. But a few years ago, you know, I think somebody, either I saw a flash of the song, you know, on, on screen. And I realized I'd forgotten the lyrics. It was so hard for me to think back and remember the lyrics of those songs. Even though those songs weren't really... uh bad as it were but for me it wasn't necessary to, to to learn those songs to keep them to heart anymore because god's word and songs that represent the kingdom of god were in my heart already or are in my heart already so i won't i don't i won't sing such songs now they come to my mind i replace it immediately because sometimes they do come they do come and that's why the bible says allow god to change the way you think it's a renewal so you have, it's a continuous thing. It's a continuous thing. Allow him continually change you, change the way you think continuously. So it becomes your nature. You just won't be able to do this anymore. It's just not part of you anymore. So it won't be difficult. So the third thing, consecrate yourself to God. Number two, know that you're not permitted to do all things. <laughs> Number three, be led by God. Be led by God. Now, um scripture says in verse 2 of that same romans chapter 12 okay then you will learn be the b part you will learn to know god's will for you which is good pleasing and perfect you will learn to know god's will for you because you are letting him lead you and the bible says that those who are led by the spirit of god are the children of god they're the true sons of god they're the sons and daughters of god so as believers, as children of God, we are led by God. We are led by God. And there's a reason why we need to be led by God in these times. Because this is the end time. You know, a lot of things you think that, oh, this isn't really that bad. Is it that bad? I don't think so. You know, so you need to be led by God to differentiate. Things are not just black and white. And Matthew chapter 23 really just shows that to us. So Matthew chapter 23 verse 27, it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. Now, this is where I'm going to. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So there are things that on the outside, they look so harmful. There are materials you read that look like, oh, this is just the magazine on women empowerment. But then you open the magazine 
you know, and you see that mm -mm, these things don't align to the word of God. Is there anything wrong with women empowerment? No. But that there's some things that do not align to the word of God. You know it when you see it because you're led by the spirit of God. So you tell yourself, I'm not going to read this magazine. This does not align with the word of God. So you see a magazine talking about, you know, empowering ourselves. And then it says, do not, maybe say something like, you don't have to pray for your leaders. You just have to get them out of there. But the Bible says, pray for your leaders and all in authority. That is part of holiness as a believer. You follow the word of God. You're led by the spirit of God. You don't dress the way everybody dresses because everybody's doing it because that is trending. Uh, is it trending in your in, in your kingdom? You know, is it your kingdom culture? That's the first thing you ask yourself. Would God be proud of this? Okay, so you release content and because of the industry that you're in, uh, certain people who release content have to expose parts of their body, you know, because that's what gets more views. But the Bible says that your body is the temple of God. So are you going to put God's temple on display because you need more views? Would God be proud of that? You have to be led by the spirit of God. So even though you're in the industry, because we are to go and take, be the light of the world. So you get into an industry and you ask God, Father, lead me, lead me. And God leads you and you will thrive in that industry because you're doing it God's way, not the world's way, God's way. And so it will be good, it will be pleasing, and it will be perfect. And other believers looking up to you would have their faith stirred up. That's the beautiful thing. Their faith will be stirred up. Okay, so discernment is so important. And so in living a holy life as a believer, you have to be led by God. Discernment is so, so important. Now we've said a lot of things, even the applications on our phones. Time after time, God might just tell you, you know, I don't want you going to visit this application. I need to unfollow certain people. That is also holiness because God needs you to be acceptable unto him. He told Cain, you have to do what is right. You have to do what is right. Yes, my grace is sufficient, but you cannot continue in sin and take my grace for granted. That is what God is saying. You know, it's wrong to masturbate. You know, it's wrong to fornicate. You have to be holy. So you go to God and say, Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. And God forgives the boy. He says, should we continue in sin for grace to abound? No. No. That is not the kingdom culture. Yes, once you know you sin, you repent and God forgives us. But it doesn't mean we continue in sin. The Bible says that God came to give us life and life in abundance. So this life that he has given us is saying, you know, we are saying, God, we're giving you this life to live in holiness for you. We have consecrated ourselves. That's what you're saying as believers. We are we're believing in you. We trust you. We have consecrated our lives to do this, this, this thing called life, <laughs> the God way. That is saying, I'm a believer. I trust you, God. I believe in you. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. So I'm going to leave us with two scriptures as I'm closing this right now. The concept of holiness for believing. I trust God to speak to you. I trust God to show you the, the, the places in your life that you are living out of holiness. You're not living in holiness. And I trust God, you know, because he's going to help you align yourself. But please submit to him. Because he submit to God. 
resist the devil and he will flee from you but you have to submit to god first you have to submit to his leadership you have to submit to the to his to authority because there's some people in in the kingdom of god that authority that will tell you you're not meant to do this thing god will not like it submit ask why they'll show you in scripture and also you get your convictions from god so i'm going to leave us with um second timothy no first timothy chapter four i know the beautiful thing was that in antioch they called um, the disciples Christians for the first time because they were Christ-like. Everything they did was like Christ. Everything they did, there was almost no difference. And that was why even you know, when Jesus was betrayed, they needed somebody that knew him because they all looked the same. It was not just about their dressing, trust me. It was not just about their looks because they all looked different. It wasn't that. It was the mode of, of operation. It was the way they did things. It was their character. It was their speech. It was, it was just that. They were all like Jesus. And so in 1 Timothy chapter 4, I'm going to leave you with this scripture, just like um, Paul left Timothy with this. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. It says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. And I'm going to put it like this. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're a believer. Don't let anyone make fun of you because you're a believer and you are taking a stand to live in holiness. No. It says, be an example to all. Says, Instead of letting them make fun of you and you thinking less of yourself and you thinking, having low self-esteem, say, don't do that. Instead, be a light to the world. Be a salt to the earth. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in the way you love, in your faith, and in your purity. Praise God. So I'm leaving you with this. Number one, you can do all things, but not all things are permitted as a kingdom woman. Why? Because Jesus is your Lord and he's your savior. You have given your life to him. So why not give him the way you live? Why not give him what you wear? Why not give him what you watch? If you've given your life to him, do not compartmentalize your life and say, oh, I give God my church life. I'm keeping my social life. No, it's all to God. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you live your life in holiness, that you're an acceptable sacrifice to God and that you will be profitable for use by God. I pray in the name of Jesus that Jesus accepts you as living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he just loves. I pray that you live your life chasing after the heart of God, chasing after being holy and acceptable for God. I pray that you do not let anybody look down on you because you're a believer. I pray that you stand your ground as a light I pray that you stand your ground as the salt of the earth. I pray in the name of Jesus that you be an example to believers and to everyone in what you say, in the way you live, the way you even love. I pray you love like Christ. I pray that you have faith even more than a mustard seed. I pray that you will say to that mountain in your life, be uprooted and move and it would move in the name of Jesus. And more, much more, I pray that you're an example in purity. I pray that your heart stay pure in the name of Jesus. I pray that you let God examine your thoughts and I pray that you let him show you how to think. I pray that you let him show you how to act. I pray that you show him how to help him, let him rather to show you how to behave. In the name of Jesus, and I pray that you live in holiness, because then is when you would be a good 
and a pleasing and a perfect sacrifice to God. Amen and amen. Bye.